and welcome to episode 28 of The Badland Girls. I don't know why I'm being so dramatic, but here we are. I'm Destiny. And I'm Rhea. I'll be dramatic too. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how have you been, Rhea, uh, since the start of December? Since the start of December? I don't know. This back half of the year has been a real fucking roller coaster. Amen. I don't know what's wrong. I just think I... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're talking about your life. No, I was just going to say, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know. I think just... I, I'm i in the throes right now. I'm 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 in. Well, I was in denial, but it, it hit me yesterday. I have seasonal depression. <laughs> oh, so I think that's what's going on with me, because like I've been taking my meds. I've been going to the gym. I've been doing everything you're supposed to do. And I still feel like garbage. <laughs> I I am sorry. I am giving you a warm virtual hug because that's all I can offer right now. It's very sweet. And I, I also am sending you a warm virtual hug because I uh, know it's been rough. Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff's been piling on. And uh, truth be told, I haven't been handling it well. And I'm... It's basically just a... a re- it's, the past few months have just basically been a really long learning process of how to take care of myself <laughs> oh yeah i know that song yeah no no if, if you need someone you, you know i'm here and our listeners are here yes and i'm glad we're doing this it's away. just uh uh doing stuff like this helps keep me on track but i just feel untethered sometimes it's it's odd i don't know how to explain it and um but anyway uh Let's start off uh, our podcast with some seasonal depression blues. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Yeah, I just had a friend compliment the podcast and be like, oh, it's so chill. And I'm like, <laughs> not if we're sad all the time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, got okay. get back into chill mood. Chill mood. Chill mood. Chill mood. Yes. Chill. Chill. Speaking of chill, we were just talking about Star Trek because that's what Desi and I do now. <laughs> it's it's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing to care about, though. Uh, she was just <laughs> telling me that she finished... Was it the the both two parts or just the first of the two parts? It was both two parts because the Paramount Plus does this thing where they put... Or at least, I don't know if it was just Paramount Plus or this episode, but the specific episode was a two-parter shoved into a one-hour, like, or not a one-hour, but like a double-episode situation. Mm, okay. Like a full-length episode that uh, is two parts. And it was called Flesh and Blood, and this is Voyager, uh, which is the Star Trek that I'm in the middle of. Uh, just for those of you keeping score, I've seen... Mm, first season of the original series, all of TNG, all of DS9. I'm currently making my way through Voyager. I'm going to watch Enterprise next. And I've only seen one season and two episodes of Discovery. And I think I'm caught up with Prodigy and Lower Decks. Yeah. Oh, and I've seen like maybe three episodes of the animated series from the 70s. So that's, that's where I am with Star Trek. <laughs> Look at you go. Wow. <laughs> I live with two hardcore fans. So, like, one of them plays Star Trek online all the time and has been for years. He's, like, a high up in his guild and shit. 
Um, and then the other person just loves it and we just that's just the kind of household we are we're a star trek household (laughs) that's that's totally fine i think being (laughs) a star trek household is fine and honestly when it comes down to uh brass tacks uh star trek is better than star wars i will fucking end my life saying that (laughs) i i I don't dislike Star Wars. That's I don't want the I don't want to give the impression that I'm a Star Wars hater because This is good to say I, because I also don't dislike Star Wars. <laughs> right. Like I uh like the three original movies. If you can see the D um I can't remember the verb I'm looking for, but the versions of it without all the enhancements, mm-hmm. like the yeah. original versions, if you can track those down, there's very nice copies of those on the internet. Um I think those movies are great. Um, I don't care for the prequels. There's interesting things about the prequels, but I don't like the movies. <laughs> and I think they're bad. Um, I liked some of the recent ones. Um, I really, really liked Rogue One. I did not care enough to watch The Mandalorian. I did not see whatever that, what was it called? The Last Skywalker? <laughs> oh, yeah. the last. The you haven't seen the, the last movie? I didn't know that. No. I am not. I just oh, stopped well. caring. That's okay. It, it, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> it's like I'm interested on a little bit of a level. Just like if some if one of my friends is like, hey, you want to watch this? I'd sit and watch it. But like, it's not something I'm going to seek out on my own. But I yeah. am not a Star Wars hater. Mm. But in the grand scheme of big old space things I give a shit about, Star Trek is my favorite. Yeah. It's just, I can watch any Star Trek right now and be entertained there is only a small handful of Star Wars things I can watch right now and be entertained by because I am one of those, I'm one of these, I guess, quote unquote, Star Wars fans where love the original trilogy, grew up on it, will admit my favorite of them is Return of the Jedi, which is supposedly the least best one, but it's no, it's the best one because there's teddy bears in it. And then mm. uh, bored, bored to death by the prequels. Some cool things, but mostly just bored to death. Uh, Enjoyed the new ones, but realized they don't really have any point in the great scheme of things. And (laughs) it's just, they're entertaining, but why? There's a lot of... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Love Mandalorian. Love Rogue One. So apparently you have to keep around that timeline <laughs> for me to like yeah, it. That, that timeline must be where you're at. I hear yeah. great things about the animated Star Wars universe. I hear that it is phenomenal. Yeah, I'm um, watching, I watched The Bad Batch, which again takes place right around that timeline I like. And I love <laughs> The Bad Batch so much. Okay, yeah, I don't even know. I'm out of the loop. But yeah, I don't want to come across as a star wars hater it's just that i'm a star trek girl that's all and i didn't grow up on star trek star trek came to me in my late 20s um that's the best thing about star trek it can come to you whenever (laughs) yep i didn't grow up with star wars either though we were a quantum leap house that's as sci-fi as we got in my (laughs) childhood see you know you like that's why destiny is the best because you know it's like i was a star wars kid i was a star trek kid and then destiny comes in i was a quantum leap kid That was the show that we watched as a family. We were very, very invested in Sam's uh, time travel adventures. (laughs) Oh, but I wanted to play a little game, a little Star Trek game I'm making up on the fly based on the tiny debate we just had right before we hit record. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. 
Okay, favorite Star Trek captain, go. Uh, Kirk. Picard. Uh, do we want to argue the merits or do we want to move on to the next category? <laughs> Picard was my favorite for a long time and honestly it depends on what day it is, but something about Kirk <laughs> when I watched the whole original series just hit me. Hit me in the feels. That's interesting because I think he's kind of gross on my <laughs> adventure watching the original <laughs> series. I like things about Kirk. Like, obviously he's the first and he's very uh, interesting and dynamic and he breaks the rules. And I love his friendship with Spock. I love him in the movies more than I like him on the show. I think that's my that's my Kirk opinion. Uh, Picard is my favorite just because... <sighs> I don't even have words for it. I just like him. I like everything about him. I like the way he makes decisions. I like the way he thinks. There's like one movie where he fucks up and I can't think of, is it Generations where he's like, tells Troy, like, it's fine that you were assaulted because of blah, 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 like the greater good. But, um. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a movie where he makes a, says a dumb thing and makes a dumb decision. But other than that, he's usually perfect. And a lot of my favorite Star Trek episodes are about Picard. Um, Like, Mm. hands down, like, all-time favorite episodes. Uh, Honorable mention for Sisko, just because he's so unique in Star Trek Captains. And my third favorite is probably Janeway, just because Mm. I love her. She's funny. She's sassy. She's, like, completely just Catherine Hepburn. Um, Oh, yeah, she is. What a great comparison. Yeah, I just love her to death. So, the, uh, do you have a top three? A top three? I would probably say, like I said, like Kirk and Picard are kind of battling for spot number one. And then uh, second is probably Janeway. And then third, honestly, uh, I know she's new, but I really like Michael in Discovery. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot she's a captain now. I'm not watching it, but I, I totally forgot Michael's a captain. That's cool as shit. Yeah. Um, I I was spoiled for that by uh, a cute thing where that actress was on The View and she like thanked Whoopi Goldberg for being on Star Trek or something like that. I didn't watch the whole clip, but it was very sweet. It was. I liked it. ADHD brain. Um, favorite chief engineer. Go. <sighs> Scotty. Oh, I can't decide between <laughs> Bellana Torres and Miles O'Brien. Wow, Jordy doesn't even make the cut. (laughs) I know. The reason Jordy doesn't make the cut is because he's so, like, awkward around women. And, like, a lot of his episodes aren't very good. But I do love him. He's he's in the top three. Okay. But Miles O'Brien is cool as hell. Oh, he is cool. I will agree with that. (laughs) There's a terrifying trend coming up, my my listeners, our friends. uh, (laughs) As you can tell from mine. (laughs) already (laughs) oh this is fun i'm having fun okay um favorite doctor which we have already discussed off mic but my favorite doctor is the doctor from voyager your favorite doctor that is such a good choice and unsurprisingly my favorite doctor is bones because uh i don't know i just he he's my favorite character in the original series i i just grew to love him so much he gets all the best lines and he's probably one of the best characters in those uh, newfangled movies, the Chris Pine mm. ones. Yes, yeah. Um, he's great. Um, sh- special shout out to Beverly Crusher, who's my favorite TNG character, even though they never know what to do with her. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love all my sciencey Star Trek people. I, I do. 
All right, we could go all day doing this. I don't know. Are there any characters like you want to give a shout out to? <laughs> oh yeah, I want to ask one more uh, on your little yeah. game. Favorite first yeah. officer. Oh, I knew this was coming, <laughs> and I'm having a hard time. Um. Oh shit. Well, I I know my, who my least favorite first officer is. Uh, who is it? It's Mr. Chakotay. <laughs> Wait, why? I did we talk about this? I need to know why. I just think the character sucks. <laughs> I, I, I I ship him with Janeway, uh, if we're going there. But I uh, he's like okay. So they found out like all the research they did into like the native culture was all bullshit. Like the guy they hired to consult them on that was a total quackery guy. So that oh character hodgepodge of like native american stereotypes so it's really cringy fuck Um, i never knew that that's insane yeah and the actor sucks (laughs) like (laughs) he's he's like a conservative weirdo (laughs) um oh goodness favorite chief officer or first officer um i gotta pray on it okay (laughs) We'll come back. We'll come back next episode and find out who it is. Oh, that's fun. Who's yours? Saru. Oh. I know he oh, was like captain that. for a bit, but uh, I like him. He's currently stepped into a first officer role, and he's always kind of been that in the show when they didn't really have those defined terms. And I mm. really like him a lot. Okay. Uh, special shout out to number one. Oh yes, that show hasn't even started yet. So we maybe we'll have to revise. I might have to revise my list once that show starts. I'm at uh, Christopher Pike's number one, uh, uh, played by Majel Barrett in the pilot episode of the original series. Yeah, I wish they would have gone with that. I'm sad that we never got to see more. I mean, technically, since there is a new show, we'll get a little adventure, but it, is, it isn't what, you know, I it's not what, it, what you want. You want, like, the 60s. Yeah. Oh, first officers are hard. I don't know why. Like, it shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm so curious about this. I, I, but I want to come back. I want you to give, I want you to give you time to pray on it, as you said, because I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Well, that was some oh, Star Trek chat. Because oh, nothing that's... makes us more cozy than Star Trek chat, as, as you've learned. Yeah. It is the comfort show. Like, I could put on any episode of TNG right now and just be so relaxed and, like, everything's going to be okay because TNG is in the world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, it all makes me happy. Like, there's. I don't know. I. I. I uh, my household has very mixed feelings on a lot of the new Trek stuff. And mm. I'm just like, I'm just happy. It's still going. <laughs> yeah. It all makes me happy. A special shout out to Star Trek 09 because it made me discover this amazing online community of women who just love Star Trek. And like some of them I knew already and some of them I, I met through there, but it was like our love of that movie just made us all connect on a level none of us had connected on before. And uh-huh. it's very special to me because of that. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, had a big online presence in the live journal Battlestar Galactica community. Uh, so I have fond memories of that fandom. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I haven't thought about Battlestar Galactica in forever. It doesn't hold up. Oh, really? That's a bummer. It's so much of it's like post 9-11 wankery that it's mm. hard to like take seriously. But there's still some great character shit. And I think it's worth your time if you like sci-fi. Like, just check it out. It's It's got a lot of things that are interesting. I just, I don't know. It, I didn't think it held up. Okay. Okay. Let's let's go into our uh, regulars. Yeah. What was the last movie you watched? Oh, I watched a terrible movie. <laughs> I I watched the God, was it twenty twenty? Uh David Bowie unofficial uh unsanctioned by the Bowie estate uh Bowie biopic Stardust, which was just I don't understand who this movie was for. <laughs> Why? What was it? A, how did they do it? Um, they just made it. Like, they just went for it. And it's a fictionalized account of the sort of shit uh, American tour that Bowie goes on. Like, he, he goes to America to try to, like, convince America to, like, get into him, essentially. And he isn't really believed in by his record label yet because this is right after um space oddity was huge in britain but he hadn't quite made it over the pond across the pond yet so they send him over there to kind of promote himself and he just released um the man who sold the world which was like too dark for some people and yada 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 so the movie kind of Minks up the psychology of him, of what he was going through at that time of his life. Um, Okay, so David Bowie had this mentally ill brother who I believe committed suicide in the 80s that he, like, Mm. never talked about named Terry. And the movie presupposes that Terry's mental illness and, like, his own fear of becoming mentally ill himself is like something that weighed heavily on his mind at the time he was like writing this album and like uh building up to the Ziggy Stardust persona so the movie like is essentially him gathering all of his like inspirations around him to make Ziggy Stardust but it's also a weird buddy pick about him and this Mercury Records manager guy that Mark Marin plays who I don't know if it was, this guy's a real person or not. I didn't even care to like look into it. But it's like that, that character is like constantly giving him pep talks. <laughs> just like being very fatherly and it's weird. It's just a weird movie. Why is it Mark Marin? <laughs> he, he's a big Bowie fan. I, I hope it didn't put him in bad graces with um the Bowie family because I know he like had his son on his show uh but yeah he's a huge bowie fan but and he's trying to like spread his wings as an actor he's been doing a lot of acting lately that's true that's true but yeah it was it was a ooh, it was it was really boring the best thing about it was the guy that played bowie had a really neat wardrobe but because it was such a cheap movie he got he pretty much just wore that dress that he wears on the man who sold the world like most of the movie (laughs) oh boy um 
it's just a it's a weird i don't know who it was for i don't know like somebody's bowie fan fiction and i don't mean this in like a fan fiction's bad way it just <laughs> it really did feel like i was and i love bowie fan fiction velvet goldmine is one of my favorite movies of all time <laughs> which is also a fictionalized account of david bowie's life um it's way more thinly veiled because none of the characters are you know named after the actual people and they're all kind of like analogs of people but like Todd Haynes just did a better job than this stardust guy. <laughs> no. And you don't have to defend uh, your appreciation for fan fiction. Uh, I think fan fiction also can be bad. <laughs> yeah, no, just like any fiction, it can be yeah. bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. What was the last movie you watched? I have a couple things I want to talk about. I want to talk about a movie. And I want to talk about television show. So the Woo-hoo. movie is old. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's latest film. Uh, if I haven't, you haven't seen that. Yeah, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's a uh, family goes to a beach and all of a sudden they just start rapidly aging and they're trying to escape this beach. It was a very good, like, taut kind of science fiction horror thriller. I liked it a lot. Um, Shyamalan has really been impressing me lately with just working in kind of these uh, contained almost scenarios where he doesn't have like a a monster budget. I mean, 90% of this movie takes place on a beach. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it only has like five cast members, really. It, it's almost like a play. It was really cool. Uh, the ending was wild. I loved it. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to say that I'm really excited for future Shyamalan works because... I've been enjoying his uh, latest film output. I have not watched the show he does on Apple, but I don't have Apple, so. Me neither. Um, Doesn't your boyfriend have a show on Apple? He does. Okay, yeah. Um, I saw a commercial for that, and I was like, I wonder if Rhea's getting Apple TV to watch that. I got it for free for a while, and I never watched anything on it when I had it for free. And then I just let it, I just let it expire. So that's how much I care about my, uh, my ex-boyfriend. My new boyfriend is Simu Liu from, uh, Shang-Chi. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched that yet either, but I hear good things. Yeah, it was great. And then the other um, thing I, I watched, uh, was this really great, uh, uh, miniseries on Netflix that came out last year called Dash and Lily. It's based off a young adult novel about two teens who live in New York City and this notebook, the girl, Lily, leaves in the Strand bookstore and they start communicating through each to each other through this notebook and they fall in love. It kind of is like a, a, a very much shop around the corner uh, kind of feel to it. And I love that movie so much. And yes, I even like the Tom Hanks, You've Got Mail movie, but more shop around the corner than that. And so I love that concept. And I thought that series was super cute. I have never seen Little Shop Around. It's little, is it Shop Around the Corner? Yeah, yeah. Shop Around the Corner. I, yeah, I've never seen it, but I, I think it sounds really cute, and I really like. Is that Frank Capra? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to dislike his output, and uh, so I I believe you when you say you've got mail is good. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sounds cute. I uh, I've accepted that I'll never be a Christmas person again. It's just not happening 
but I'm trying to like collect like happy movies so I can watch them around Christmas. I'm like super stoked for Spielberg's West Side Story. Um, probably gonna watch that Christmas Day if I can get out to a theater. Um, Let me know how it is because it looks good to me. Well, I was gonna ask you to go with me if I if if you were. Uh, have you gotten your booster? Yeah, of course. Okay, if you've gotten your booster, maybe we'll go to a theater if you're okay with that. I, okay. I'm, I didn't mean to put you on the spot on the podcast. You can cut this out, but or you can leave it in. It doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> but I was going to ask you if you wanted to go see it. Um, uh, let me think. Okay. Um, what was the other? Th- oh, yeah. That was all I had to say about that, but that just sounds really cute. And I'm collecting happy movies. So battlinggirls at gmail.com if you want to send me happy movie recommendations. Yeah. And I also started watching, I only watched the first two episodes. But I started watching Midnight Mass, and <gasps> after the second episode, I was like, this is bad. This is really bad. I love the show so much. Like, not this is <laughs> not the show is bad, but, like, what happened at the end of the second episode, I was like, oh, this is so bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I'm yeah. so excited. It's so good. It's so fucking it's good. It's so good. It is so good. I, I liked it more than Bly Manor because I like the things that it's about more. But I still haven't seen Haunting of Hill House, so I need to get on that oh, to see I watched, how I feel in comparison. I watched Haunting of Hill House, and it is, oh, it is great. I loved Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I need to watch that, like, yesterday. I don't know <laughs> why I missed it first go around. Um, I haven't been watching any series. I, uh, <laughs> I also, I treated myself. For Christmas to a Jean Roland vampire movie box set. <laughs> yeah. What's in it? What's in it? <laughs> okay, hold on. I gotta look it up because I don't want to get up. Um. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mike Flanagan, he is going to be doing a series based on the fall of the House of Usher, and I could not be more excited. That's his next project. I was telling somebody about it and I couldn't remember because I have a ridiculous brain. But, uh, all right. Uh, where's the description? Okay. Uh, so the four movies in this box set are The Rape of the Vampire, The Nude Vampire, The Shiver of the Vampires, and the first one I ever saw, the one dearest to my heart, requiem for a vampire (laughs) of course the nude vampire what the hell i need to know what this is about (laughs) i watched this uh before i watched stardust and i I had seen it before but this is my second time seeing it and i remember or less than i thought but it's about this like old guy who's obsessed with immortality and he kidnaps this vampire and like doesn't let her see human faces so everybody walks around in these masks and uh, she runs around in this like, she's just wearing orange gauze. I don't understand, <laughs> or like orange tulle, like just all the time. But she's naked underneath, hence the nude vampire. And her son, uh, or excuse me, his son, the old guy's son, falls in love with her and like crashes his dad's weird secret immortality society um, meetings to like try to woo her away and then like there's another group of people that are like this death cult that worship the vampire that are also trying to get her away from the rich guy and Roland's favorite little vampire twins are in it Mm. and uh 
it's just a weird movie. It's a weird, slow movie with a lot of great, ridiculous roll-in imagery. And uh, I had a good time. <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> this pleases me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I... Kino Lorber, uh, the distributor, had a sale for Black Friday. And I was like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jean Roland, you will always be near and dear to the heart of the Babylon Girls. Mm-hmm, you sleazeball. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus. The ultimate sleazeball. Oh, mm-hmm. fondest memory watching Iron Rose with you. Okay. Oh, yeah. I miss when all of those were streaming. That's why I bought them on DVD cause, or Blu-ray because they're not streaming anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let us move on to... Oh, Badland Girl. Badland Girl. That's, That's my, my jam. jam. Destiny, what's your jam? My jam has a little story behind it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, me and a friend were just talking about Bowie and uh, just on Twitter. And we made each other playlists of our favorite Bowie songs. And then that ballooned into, hey, would you make me a playlist of your all-time favorite songs? And then that ballooned into... <laughs> hey, this is really hard. Can I just make you multiple playlists of my all-time favorite songs? So me and my friend Jessica have been, like, swapping these huge two-hour playlists with each other. Wow. And uh, it's it's so much fun. Uh, I might post the playlist if she's okay with it. I made them for her, but, like, I might just post them publicly because they're just all my favorite songs. Uh, But anyway, her first playlist she made for me has one of her favorite songs on it, that I picked for a specific reason as my jam, but it's also just a fucking great song. It's this uh, very sweet acoustic uh, hippie ballad, As We Go Along, by the Monkees, off of their album Head, uh, which I've just been listening to a lot lately. Uh, And poor Mike Nesmith passed away just yesterday? Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, and... So there's only, like, one living monkey left, and I I just think that's awful. Uh, My favorite monkey, Peter Twerk, passed away, like, three or four years ago. That's correct. Goodness. Uh, And then we lost Davy Jones. Yeah. Sad. Sad. Um, But, uh, yep, just thinking about the monkeys and listening to the monkeys a lot. And they're, they're a band that I obviously did not grow up watching the Monkees. Wait, yes, I did. I did not grow up watching it originally because I'm not, you know, uh, 50 years old. But I um, grew up watching it on VH1 when they used to show it there. Wow, I didn't know they used to do that. Yep. And so that's how I was introduced to the Monkees. And then in the 90s... They made a TV movie about the monkeys that I watched all the time. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but I watched it all the time. So I feel like, I don't know, they've always been a band that's like near and dear. Uh, but anyway, what's your jam? My jam is more of an album, but I haven't listened to much as well no let me rephrase i haven't listened to as much new music as i would like this year and so i've just been relying on like old favorites to get me through the hard times tm and uh 
But I discovered this artist named Tanuki Chan, and I've been listening to her album Sundays a lot. It came out in 2018. And uh, it is a great kind of like shoegaze album, but like the crunchy shoegaze, like My Bloody Valentine shoegaze. And so many destiny activation words describing (laughs) this album. And I'm like, let's stop recording and listening to the, listen to this right the fuck now. <laughs> Destiny activation words. I love that. <laughs> um, two of the songs that I feel like really encompass like how like the feel of this album, uh, Bitter Medicine, which has a lot of like kind of that jangly New Order ceremony type guitar. And then Hund Bands, which has that kind of droning, kind of uh, crunchy guitar that you would hear on, like, sometimes from My Bloody Valentine. It's such a good album. I've listened to it, like, three or four times this week. And uh, she hasn't done anything recently, which just breaks my heart because I'm just like, man, she is an amazing musician. And, uh, but yeah, uh, if you're into kind of that crunchy shoegaze sound... Definitely check out Tanuki Chan on Spotify. That's where I found it. <laughs> um, caveat: Spotify is awful for artists. Buy music when you can, but we all use Spotify. Yeah. Um, I just pulled up her album on Spotify right now <laughs> to remember to listen to it when we're done recording. But yeah, that's what I've been listening to. I really like it. Oh goodness, yeah, that's awesome. I haven't really been up on new music either. Like. A couple of my favorite artists released things this year. Um, Radiohead did the Kid Amnesiac album, Kid Amnesiac. And then Sufjan Stevens did an album of folk songs inspired by Jonathan Demme and, uh, and, and film in general. With another artist whose name I cannot remember off the top of my head um, called Beginner's Mind, which I've talked about on the podcast before. I think I talked about both of those albums on the podcast before but like other than that i have not been following new music i've been trying but it's been really hard like i don't know i have a couple of friends who actually keep up with new music and i'm just gonna have to ask them to make me playlists (laughs) yeah uh same one of my goals for next year because i'm already thinking about that uh is to listen to more rock and roll because i felt like i looked at my spotify wrapped and every single category <laughs> had pop in it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love pop music very much. But I also, like, I cut my teeth on rock and roll, man. And I need to get back to uh, loving and listening to rock and roll 24-7 like I used to. Also, what one of my top? categories was Metropopolis. And I don't know what the fuck that is. There's so many fake genres that they've made up in their algorithm to like, I guess I shouldn't say fake genres, but just like weird, newfangled, obscure ones that I don't understand. Like there was this one going around called Bubble Grunge. What the fuck is (laughs) Bubble Grunge? I saw that on so many people's lists when they were listing their top five genres. Mine were so straightforward. They were like new wave, art rock, dream pop, singer, songwriter, and indie. Like that's, (laughs) that was literally my... (laughs) Top five. Nice. My top one was K-pop, which I'm like, I think you can just erase that and put BTS. I don't really (laughs) listen to much other K-pop or whatever. What was your number one song? 
my number one song, I believe, was ugh, crud. I can't remember off the top of my head. Was it BTS though? Was it BTS? No, it wasn't a BTS song. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up. <laughs> Do they still okay, have it on here? If you just go to your your playlist, your 2020 Wrapped, it's the first song on the Wrapped. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mine- it's Be Sweet by Japanese Breakfast. Oh, that's a good album from 2021. It is. Did that come out in 2021? <laughs> it did, yeah. Yeah, I liked that Japanese Breakfast album. Yeah. Uh, my number one was a David Bowie song called Sorrow. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> From the seventies, uh, just a good, sad pop song. Oh wait, what are your top uh, three? I want to know what your top three. Uh, my second song was embarrassing. It, it is "Johnny Come Home" by the Fine Young Cannibals. I don't know what it is about that song. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. I love the beat. I love the saxophone. I love the way the guy sings. I don't know what it, that song is. Just <laughs> what I wanted this year. No, oh, I love it. <laughs> And then my third song, because I'm a sad bastard, was Waltz Number Two by Elliot Smith. Aww. <laughs> I will always go on when I hear Elliot Smith. <laughs> that's how I, I that's Aww. how I do. Yeah. I hear I heard they reopened the case because it might be a murder. It sounds like a murder, doesn't it? <sighs> I go back and forth. I go back and really? forth. Really? Because I okay. the person that they think did it is not like I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. But I also find it hard to believe that a person could stab themselves that many times. And, or maybe it was only once. I don't know. I heard, I had mixed, me- like, or not mixed messages, but mixed information. So I need to, like, reinvestigate on my own. Uh, because I don't know what I think. I get it. Yeah, my number two was BTS. It was Butter, unsurprisingly. And then mm. I got into uh, Phoebe Bridgers really late last year. So it kind of carried over into this year, uh, her Punisher album, which I think is just a really good album all around. So Chinese Satellite was the one that I listened to the third most. I've still only heard one of her songs and I thought it was just okay, but I really, I need to like <laughs> listen to everything because I need to figure out if I like her or not. Was it a uh, motion sickness that you heard? No, it was Kyoto. Oh, really? I love that song. <laughs> it's a good song. I just, um, I don't know what the rest of her music sounds like. I need to get, get into her. Yeah. I like her a lot. Music. Yeah. I'll have to make a list of, um, maybe for next episode, we could do like our favorite things that we got into last oh, yeah. year or, or this year as a year. But I, I, I don't know if I'll have a lot like of new actual new things, but things that are new to me definitely. Oh, new to me is how I like roll nowadays. Like my 2021 playlist is just like I said, my favorite new songs, songs new to me, needle drops, reissues, because yeah. I I just don't listen to new music. There's so much stuff out there. I just discovered two new artists yesterday, and I didn't want to talk about them. I will talk about them next time because I haven't had a chance to listen to them, but I already can tell that I'm going to love them both. Oh, that's exciting. Ooh, yeah. I might have something like that too, where it's like, I've heard a little bit and I'm it's promising. That might be my uh, go-to as well. That's, that's fun. Yeah. That's always fun to me. Just like discovering shit. Well, folks, it's the end of another episode of Badland Girls, episode 28. 
Did you know I was 28 years old when we started this podcast? Because <laughs> that's <laughs> how old I was. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for saying we were chill. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm the opposite of chill. Sometimes. I feel like I have no chill either, and I feel like my voice isn't soothing, but if other people find this chilling, or excuse me, if they find this chill, <laughs> they find it chilling, <laughs> or if they haven't heard our old episodes where we actually tried to put, like, horror elements in the... <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, thanks for listening. Uh, you can check us out on... Uh, all your favorite podcatchers and Rio's better at the outro than me. So I'm going to let her do it. Okay. <laughs> you can uh, find us on uh, more episodes and show notes on abnormalmapping.com slash girls. Send us emails. We love hearing your thoughts. You can send us emails mm-hmm. at badlinggirls at gmail.com. Drop us a line on Facebook or uh, you can tweet at us on Twitter. We love that stuff. At girls, all one word. Yes. Uh, our classic episodes are on battlinggirls.com. All the show notes are still there. All the, I think the pictures are still up. But yeah, they yeah, are. The vintage, Battling Girls Vintage yeah. uh, <laughs> is what I call that site now. It's aged well. Uh, mm-hmm, like a fine wine. Like Angela Bassett. Yeah. It just gets finer with each year. <laughs> I don't think I've aged at all. Um, I still am just as screechy as I was on the vintage than I as I am now. So, uh enjoy your screechy Rhea. that's what you're getting. i watch oh sorry <laughs> no go ahead i I, li- I watch way less tv compared to uh destiny of early battling girls just no tv at all <laughs> that is true that is like the hugest difference you used to like remember when you used to drop like reviews of like every tv show you were watching on live journal yes i kind of miss it but i just don't get into tv like i used to but you know what? I'm I'm rewatching Six Feet Under. I'm uh watching Star Trek Voyager. Maybe I will try to watch more TV just to have more things to talk about. But I just I'm really bad at it. I won't make any promises. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You do you. We all grow. We all yes. evolve. Um, and yeah, uh, check out Destiny on her other podcast, which is uh Repertory Screenings. What do you got on the on the reel? Uh, next is Punishment Park, a movie I've never heard of, and Jackson picked it, and I'm really excited to get into it. So I've also never that. heard of this. Is it an old movie? What the heck is it about? I believe so. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yep, gonna watch that and talk about that. We just did Peeping Tom, which was uh, one of the first slasher films ever made. Mm. A great Eastman color picture. Nice. Uh, I just rented from the library uh, Midnight Cowboy, which I've never seen. So when we come back next time, I'll be talking about that. (laughs) One of my favorite movies, famously hated by Roger Ebert. I love this. This is this is so you just both those statements you just said are both so you to the core. I can't I can't. (laughs) I love it so much. Next next time, because I want to get into it. That's a great movie. Yeah, Uh, it's it's also one of the only like rated X films ever to win Best Picture. Yeah, I learned that. Academy so my awards. I'll talk about this next episode too. But my dad has discovered this one like, like old Southern gentleman 
who like goes into classic films and talks about how they were made and some of the controversies at the time. It's like the most soothing thing to watch. And my dad pulled up the one on Midnight Cowboy and I'm just like, why have I never seen this movie? It's one of Destiny's favorite movies. I need to watch it. (laughs) Yep, that's a great movie. It's got a great soundtrack. It's got a great acting. Um, I don't know. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll do like a... A little movie. Well, I mean, we always talk about movies, but you know what I mean. We'll get into it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but Very I'm, excited. No, <laughs> I'm glad. I want to know more about what the Roger Ebert thing, too. But we'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But until next time. Always, always pizza, pizza roll.